Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Eating Crow with Pete Durand. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Eating Crow podcast. I have uh, a very special guest who I came across on LinkedIn, Dr. Mansi Shaw. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too, Peter. Thank you for having me here. What an honor. Well, uh, what drew me to your, your profile is you are uh, a healthpreneur. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, it came to me because we really need impact-based entrepreneurs that are very heart-centered and really wanting the best for humanity. And that's what Healthpreneur starts with is basically an entrepreneur who believes in health, is in healthcare, wants to give health to people, and is an entrepreneur in that field, if that makes sense. It does. You've actually formed an institute around this. So you're, you're, you're helping people either take their, their idea to start a company or are, are, is there an option for someone who's just maybe an executive or a manager in a larger company to, are you coaching them as well? Yeah, we coach everybody and we coach them how to uh, talk about health and how to create impact-based ventures. So anyone and everyone is welcome. So it's an institution where you take your entrepreneurship to the next level, but at the same time, you can also learn about treatment options that are out there that are not talked about. I went through a tremendous traumatizing health journey, and that's where I had to learn everything. And everything that I was doing for my health was not taught in school okay. anyway. So I was like, what am I doing in school? I'm just uh, piling up a $200,000 bill here. And I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. And that's where everything started for me personally. So I've been doing everything that I've been doing since I was 23, and I'm 37 now. So almost a 14-year journey here. Are you able to share a little bit more about the background? What was the traumatic event in your life that kind of reshaped your thinking and caused you to explore a more traditional and functional way of, of healing? Absolutely. So I was in school and not everybody can handle stress in the fashion that it doesn't affect you. So my stress started affecting me in my gut and I would have tremendous, I would say, gut challenges, right? Like not being able to sleep, a lot of pain, like to the point where the acid reflux was hurting my spinal uh, lining and the whole, uh, even my head. Everything was just feeling like it's getting out of control at a very young age. And I had to sleep on recliner to be able to even rest. And it just was traumatizing. So like I go to doctors and they're like, oh, let's do colonoscopy, let's do endoscopy, let's do this. I'm like, no, I want to really just understand. Like not one person asked how I was sleeping, how I was eating, what was my lifestyle. Not one doctor asked me. Well, and let's remind people, you're a pharmacist. Yes. So so you have a knowledge of our healthcare system and our drug system beyond most people, right? I mean, you understand kind of Beyond even MDs, because we learn drugs for extensively. I have an eight-year background, so I did bachelor's in pharmaceutical sciences in India in a very renowned university. And then I did my PharmD here. So I have four plus four, eight years total in the whole field. 
And I'm telling you, I know drugs so well. They are my best friends in the sense that I know how to stay away from them. Well, exactly. And most drugs prescribed in America are not meant to cure you. They're just meant to suppress the symptoms. That's it. Well, yeah, cure, curing cannot happen with synthetic molecules. Right. So no pharmaceutical drug has the capacity to turn a gene on or off, which means curing cannot happen. Now, the new technology is trying to get into all that with biologics and everything. But what we have currently, no, it's just honestly synthetic molecules that suppress things. It's like, think about this, right? I tell my patients, it's like you have these little messengers in your body that are trying to tell you that there is something wrong. There's something wrong. And then we just shut these messengers like, shut up. Like, you know how when you're so mad at someone or when your kids are annoying you, yeah, like you want to shut them down. That's what we're doing. So we're literally putting Band-Aid on deep wounds. That's what we're doing. You cannot fix deep wounds with Band-Aids. It needs its own procedure of stitching, right? That's what we need to do. And unfortunately, there are a lot of very, very wealthy companies who want to stay wealthy that don't want that to be the message. Yes. They want people to believe they're curing these things when they're not. They're suppressing deeper issues. And unless addressed, will you know just cause, cause, cause just tremendous bodily and physically and mental harm. Yeah. I mean... This is basically a vicious cycle that doesn't want to stop. We are in the clutch of a multi-trillion dollar industry that only benefits from human sickness. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right? Like our healthcare, annual healthcare cost last year was $4.3 And you can look that up on CMS. Yeah, anywhere. I'm not making yeah. that up. This is public information. And it's traumatizing to see. Like... Can you understand, Peter, how many countries can we rebuild or build from scratch with $4.3 trillion? Oh, my word. Avoidable healthcare costs, by the way. So you started this cause called the Healthpreneur. And we talked a little bit before we started recording about how broken the healthcare system is, which are some of the things we're touching on right now. And let's just talk about America. You've got some international experience as well. Is this behavior health? In other words, teaching people the right behaviors through education, through motivation, I spent 10 years in, in the health and fitness well-being space, and it got to be almost disheartening and frustrating because most people just didn't care. They didn't care about changing their lives or choosing green tea over a Coke. Or how do you help other people who want to get into the healthcare space to do good? How do you help them kind of get their arms around behavior issues versus the actual science? Yeah, honestly, you, you hit the nail with that. First of all, we are a newer country. So when our country was in the early stages, we were trained to believe that there is no such thing as food products that are out there that are adversely affecting you because everything goes to the government, everything goes to the FDA, and nothing can really hurt you. That's how it all started, right? So that trust in the government. Then every other ad, on the TV is about a pharmaceutical drug. And if you've seen these ads, they show you from the pain island to the pleasure island with that one pill, right? That's their, their whole motto of selling is take this person from the pain island 
to the pleasure island with this one pill, right? So now, oh, we can do whatever we want because there is this pill for an ill and we trust our government. Nobody's doing wrong to us. That's the biggest issue. So we need to break out of that cycle of thinking that everything that's been approved is safe. Because you know how many chemicals are legal in our country that are actually not allowed in Europe oh. or even some third world countries don't allow those chemicals. Now, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and no one wants to talk about it. No. If you talk about it, you were rebellious and you're, you you're were a quack. Like, you're a crazy. Yeah. 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 You were doing voodoo stuff. I'm like, I'm just talking about chemicals. Like there's no voodoo in chemicals. <laughs> And you understand these chemicals more than most people and their impact on the body, right? Yes. Pharmacists are pros, especially anyone who has like a background in bachelor's in pharmaceutical sciences, pharmacognosy, pharmacology, and then they do this higher education. We have literally eight years of hardcore chemicals that we learn. Yeah. You know, right. I'm one of those people that other people think I'm crazy when I, when I try to bring these issues up, but I... I tried to describe that there's a couple of fundamental things people forget, which is the human body was designed thousands and thousands of years ago to hunt and forage for food for a long time and eat very little high dense, high nutrient, high fat foods because you may not get some for a long time. So in other words, your body was moving very physically active in the real world, which meant you were moving in different planes at different speeds in different environments. And we're really meant to live on very little food. Yeah. Over a long period of time. And people forget that because there's so much food around us at all times and it's not good for you. I mean, think about this. Like they say that the liver processing capacity for sugars and carbs is like whatever, 50 grams. That's not true because our and the quality of that sugar, right? Like natural sugars versus processed sugars. Yep. So now your liver has to work almost 100 times harder. So we're seeing cirrhosis of liver just from sugar now. Yeah. Like we don't need alcohol for it, just from our diet. Yeah. yeah. And people don't want to, they don't want to talk about that at all. Crazy, crazy stuff. But no, I mean... Honestly, it's going to take someone like you and me to talk about this. And we understand that people don't want to talk about it, but there are that 2% that will talk about this. And there are the leaders that are really showing the people the way, right? Like I've helped thousands of people now to a better health. And just from my content, people message me all the time that they have done so many different things with their lifestyle now. Sure. And then that is what it's going to take. We, we have to just look at the bigger picture on stand for humanity when it comes to healthcare. When you think about the institute you've created, what are the companies or entrepreneurs that excite you most? What are they focused on? So let's say for some of my clients, like I have one client who focuses on helping people with cancer. So cancer care and all with holistic health and diet and lifestyle. I work with someone who is uh, doing big work in PMF therapy, which is 
uh, post-electric magnetic therapy, which is, you know, um, using microcurrent to the level where we can move the blood. And I personally work with stem cell clinics that are doing some honestly magic work, I would say. Like I've seen magic happen from stem cells. So those are some of the, I would say, most exciting clients I have. And then also I help clinics that are existing and wanting to pivot. Pharmacy owners, uh, I coined this term called functional pharmacy. And we are teaching pharmacy owners how to become fully functional, which means focus on functional medicine. And then along with that, they have compounding units that they run. So it becomes more congruent with their mission, stuff like that. Like really thinking outside the box and bringing in things that can be monetized, but at the same time, really amazing for humanity. Let's touch on the first two two things you mentioned, which is um, functional medicine, holistic care for cancer patients. Right. I've read a lot of stories and, and some amazing things where people who have been diagnosed with cancer completely changed their lifestyle the foods they consume, removing almost all pharmaceuticals and mm-hmm. moving physically. And, and they've seen tremendous improvement. Yes. I'll tell you one thing. One thing I've seen in my practice is going to be mind-blowing for you to know, or maybe you already know, more people die from cancer treatments than actual cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was heartbreaking for me when I saw that and during my rotations. And... Cancer is something that can happen to people, like stage one happens and we don't even know, right? That's where mild symptoms start showing or sometimes. Sure. That when we start taking charge of our lifestyle and like go back and go to the old ways of living, like how you said, you know, hunter-gatherers, that's why in cancer treatments and integrative medicine, intermittent fasting is such a big thing. And a detox, colon therapies, green juices, like all of this is going to the rudimentary way of living, like the actual really core way of living as a human. Now, because you're so knowledgeable in the space from a, a, a pharmaceutical, chemical, biological aspect, particularly how the, the kidneys and the livers, they function in the, in the toxicity of the human body. What would you recommend for our, our listeners is an appropriately an appropriate fasting period daily, weekly, whatever? What is it? Is it is there a daily fasting period that that suffices, or do you have to go multiple days? Honestly, from the studies that I've seen and from the learnings I have done since childhood, my household, my grandparents were vegan, and we did a lot of nutrition and fasting and all that in our house. So. One thing that I can tell you that nobody can challenge is a universal fact that our digestive system is the best with sunrise to sunset. Okay. So we follow the sun, right? Because you cannot, yeah, you cannot challenge the fact that our circadian rhythm is so aligned with the nature and the sun, Mm -hmm. right? So if you want to follow one rule is stop eating after sunset okay. and only start eating after sunrise. And you can wait for a couple hours. You don't have to start eating sure. or break your fast right at sun, sunrise. Make sense? Very simple. Roughly a 12 to 15 hour fasting period would be sufficient. Yes. Minimum 12. Yep. If you can push it harder, that's great. Yep. 
And then you could have water fast, like really awesome clean water fast. I have seen people do three-day water fast and reset autoimmune. Mm, amazing. Amazing. Right? Like that's all the body needed. Yeah. is like a really awesome detox. Detox, absolutely. Get everything out of my immune system, reset, and start with a little more energy. Yeah. Basically, that's all it was. And uh, nobody wants to promote water fast or fasting that much, like how it can heal the body. But honestly, with internet and everything that we're doing now, like podcasts and social media, and you don't have to be just aired on TV or radio to talk your facts, that's where the world is really coming together. Couldn't agree more. And I think it's important to get, because the, the message you're talking about is clearly based on science. It's also based on the fact that you're a pretty certified, knowledgeable medical practitioner in the pharmaceutical space. You've studied these things more than 99% of the population. So you speak from such a point of knowledge. When you talk about the functional wellness network, which is kind of one of your yeah. other initiatives that you're involved, what is, what is functional wellness for people that don't know what that means? So functional wellness is something that we do on day-to-day -day basis. Okay. We don't promote fad things. We promote, like, it's basically day-to-day -day living, lifestyle medicine that is evidence-based. Okay. And Functional Wellness Network is where I started three years ago. Mm -hmm. My mission was to have turnkey functional medicine systems that practitioner learn that way they can quickly start implementing integrative holistic medicine. Okay. And that's where it started. So we're about a couple hundred practitioners now. And then from that, a lot of people wanted marketing, mindset coaching, holding hand. And that's where the institution was born, if you will. Now, if I understand correctly, and, and maybe you can refresh me and the other people in the, uh, the audience, most functional medicine practices are not covered by insurance. Yeah, I would say 99% doesn't. Which is the exact opposite of how it should be. Yeah. If you're going to cover an expense for a specific behavior that drives an outcome, this should be it, right? The, the cost of covering functional medicine is a fraction of the cost of covering a dramatic healthcare procedure very expensive pharmaceuticals after the fact. So this is where, when we talked before the call, I'm so frustrated as you are about the healthcare system because why are we not focusing, growing that network, right, of, of functional medicine practitioners? That should be where the whole healthcare system should be shifting its behavior. Yeah, for that, people need to stop being in bed with each other. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, it's, it's hard to crack that code because... You know what I'm talking about. And I don't want to call it out, but we know who all is in bed with each well, other here. hospital systems, insurance companies, and pharma companies don't make money if you're healthy. Exactly. And then I don't understand why our government is supporting all that. Well, they get a piece of it. Yeah. But honestly, last year was the first time Dr. Mark Hyman was at the White House talking about nutrition with the president, which is a big achievement. Oh, honestly, yeah. like... That has never happened in 200 years of our country's history. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Stepping back into the sixth element, you talk about chronic disease, autoimmune disease, nutrition. So what is, how does that play into your other initiatives? So sixth element was my private practice I launched in 2014. Okay. And it, it used to be a lifestyle medicine sanctuary, like a 3,500 square feet 
uh, studio. Interesting. Yeah, we did yoga, all different types of yoga, including pregnancy yoga. So we even did fertility yoga, really high level stuff. And then I did nutrition counseling, got a lot of people healthy. We had an organic food cafe. We did food deliveries there, a functional workout studio, infrared sauna, red light, all of that, wow. the whole shenanigan. But I was so ahead of time that that venture fa- failed. I really did it like almost 10 years early. And I had to move on from that. And then what I did was I just did like a virtual gut health practice mm-hmm. after that. So I would help people with their gut health and when I lost uh, the studio. So that's where it all started in 2014 with Six Elements. Well, you were ahead of the game. And, and, and the fact that you have now moved virtual, you can reach so many more people, right? You've got 30,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is astonishing. For those that know, that's a lot. And that too, in within like a year and a half. Yeah, it's crazy. I just started using LinkedIn two years ago. Well, you do a good job with video and content. So hopefully more people gravitate towards the message, but let's touch base on infrared. Uh, that has come back now. A lot of people are talking about it, uh, light therapy. So what's your, what's your take on light therapy and, and how should people embrace it? Honestly, when it comes to holistic medicine, the term is holistic. That means there is a lot of different things that are put together for it to become wholesome for you. Mm-hmm. So a good add-on with infrared and detox and red light therapy is awesome. But if you're relying on that to do some magic You're going to McDonald's you, afterwards, it's not going to help you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You get it. Got so it. it's an add-on. It's great. There is some evidence. We are looking at more evidence. But nothing can beat what you put in your body, which is your nutrition. Nothing can be fixed if you don't fix your nutrition. With that in mind... If you could give our audience, what do you eat for in your non-fasting period, whether it's a, a, a traditional breakfast, a lunch, or a dinner, or snacks, what do you typically think about every day? What do you eat? That would be great for us to understand. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a restricted diet, of course. I am gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free, and red meat-free. Okay. And red meat because they're very highly intelligent animals, so I choose not to eat them because they can give you their emotions and trauma. So there's a lot of research on that that I look at uh, outside the box again. But that's my choice, right? Um, But if you're into red meat, like all for it, just sourcing of everything. So understanding the label, understanding what are the chemicals put in it, what is the closest form it is to its its natural way of existing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, so what I would eat, let's say like right now I'm having my chai. This is made from oat milk and there's a lot of herbs and spices in it. So it's alkaline by nature. Okay. It's not acidic. I'm not breaking my fast with something acidic. Okay. So I'm big on understanding the alkalinity, alkalinity of the food, acidity of the food and how it's affecting my body and my gut. Right. Okay. So that's my try to get started with. I'll have a nice oatmeal with eggs or like an egg wrap for um, my first meal. And then usually I have like a nice lentil with quinoa or um, uh, like, you know, just balancing the protein and the carbs and veggies. Mm -hmm. So like a nice green salad with it. And then uh, in the evening, usually early dinner around five, like fish and vegetables or sometimes like a big uh, hearty soup. With right. a lot of uh, oh, yeah. different like 
things in it. Uh, you could really make nice, nice stew with everything in it. It right. can have your protein, carbs, veggies, and herbs and spices, and then let it slow cook for the day and then have it ready in the evening. You know, nutrition's not that complicated. It's not. And the more colorful your plate, the better, right? Rainbow. Yep. Make it a rainbow every day. Organic fruits, vegetables, absolutely. If you're on LinkedIn or Instagram, there are so many uh, what I'll call quote unquote Instagram influencers that talk about how oats are bad for you. You shouldn't eat oats, right? They talk about how you shouldn't eat vegetables, right? You should only eat fruit and how you should only have meat, red meat. And Oh my God, so much, so much out wrong there. information out there. Yeah. I'll be very honest. That's all like trying to mislead people, marketing gimmicks, whatever's making sense to that person. Here's the thing. If it came from earth, mm-hmm. 98% of it is going to benefit you yes. because it's just how neat, like God created a created human being, human body from earth. We came from earth. We go back into earth, mm-hmm. right? So Anything in its most natural form is really going to be symbiotic with your body. Right. And then, of course, your genome type will dictate what's good for you and what's not because you might have carried a lot of like coding in your genes right. that m- might make you sensitive to things. Sure. But that could also be misguided because you might be eating so many chemicals that like real good food becomes your enemy at this point now. Yes. That can happen by the way. Yeah. So like the whole nightshade, nightshade, you know, the nightshade allergy. Yes. I have taken people back to eating nightshades without having any problems. Really? Because their system was so worked up and so hyperactive. So toxic. That it wasn't able to recognize. Yeah. It was just toxin overload. So a lot of detox, a lot of calming down of the immune system, introducing nightshades little by little, and then they can eat. Like, I'm not saying let's have a nightshade party. Right. I'm saying let's have some nightshades here and there and not restrict your life. Right. Right. Because it's not really killing you. And, and I've seen a couple doctors do amazing presentations on on how the body in, activates and, and suppresses or turns off certain genes. At different genes. times, right? Mm-hmm. So the the concept of gene therapy becomes interesting because that's really the root of where we need to get to is when some genes are firing. And and through nutrition, you can do this, right? Without far, you can actually rewire your programming to turn on the genes that make you healthier and suppress illness and fight bacteria and viruses. And you can suppress the genes that agitate your body and allow those things to penetrate. And people don't realize you can do that just through nutrition. Just through lifestyle medicine, yeah. 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 Just through nutrition. So I order a few epigenetic nutrigenomic panels for my patients every month okay. because it gives me such an amazing picture to look at on what this person's gene is doing at this point and how all the chemical overload has made them more sensitive. Like just digging deeper into, it's like human design for for your DNA. Sure. Makes yeah. sense. So yep. it's telling me like what is happening in your uh, gene coding. Yeah. And people don't realize nutrition shuts off almost all the good stuff and and fires up all the bad stuff. And and just you mentioned those three day water detoxes, how much that kind of resets everything and says, All right, now you can kind of start from a good place. All that bad stuff's out of your system, your body's going, I feel like I'm firing the right way right now. How do I continue that? Right. 
when you look at 2023 and beyond, what's the initiative that you're working on that has you the most excited? Honestly, we haven't talked about stem cells on this call much, but what I'm seeing with the technology and the results and what it can do for human race, I still have to pinch myself some of the results. Like here's an example. My dad had a longstanding COVID after Omicron for eight months, his cough wouldn't go away. He wasn't shedding, but his cough was so much that it debilitated his quality of life. And I decided to take him to the clinic. We got the treatment. We got a nice loading dose for him. And it wasn't invasive. It was just an IV that we gave him. And literally in 22 days, his cough was down to like 10%. And it was a stem cell injection. Yeah. And this was not his own stem cells that we use. My clinic's in uh, Mexico. So we have xenofree gold standard top of the line cells that are donor cells, which is basically only research allowed in our country because these cells can do magic. So they're not really allowed here. Interesting. And how do you feel about the crowd that says how stem cells are produced or created is unethical or people that have religious issues? What, how, yeah, how do you address that? Well, we explain how ours come. So, you know, University of Guadalajara is what we're connected to, and our stem cell bank gets donations from these moms who basically, when uh, kids are born, umbilical cord is pretty much waste, right? Like, so we take that and then, um, yeah, we take the umbilical cord to the lab and there was a whole, it's a $2 million lab that, you know, helps us extract the type of stem cells that we want out of it. And then the stringent procedures on the testing of it. And then of course, these moms are also pre-screened. So, the agreement is that this stem cell bank is their own bank and they don't have to pay the arm and leg $20,000 to ever get treatment for them or their babies. Basically, that's how we do it. So we explain them, this is how it's done. It's up to you. You know, <laughs> there's no killing of babies happening here. There's no embryonic um, right. uh, stem cells that we're using. We're using Wharton's jelly umbilical cord. Fantastic. That's amazing to hear. Thank you. That's, that, that's helpful. Um, so you're excited about where that's headed. And from a, uh, a healthpreneur institute, how, how can we help people find you? Who's the right person to talk to you about maybe participating? What's the, what's the ideal client? So for healthpreneur institute, the ideal client is someone who wants to understand how to create a trusted brand and the mind map around it. Like if you, you could be new or you could be seasoned. And if you're new, we have a roadmap to launching something. If you're seasoned, we have the roadmap to taking to the next level. Okay. But of course, like the goal is to help you create, create impact-based company. And we have coaching, we have speaker training, we have communications training, we have marketing, everything. It's basically a one-stop solution for a healthcare entrepreneur. Okay. And how to find us is health healthpreneurinstitute.com. Wonderful. I'm, uh, I'm doing a lot of work in healthcare right now. I want to make sure I can direct people and also uh, some investment funds or venture capital funds that only want to work on improving the human condition. They might be very interested in, in that talent pool and working with you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple calls when we're finished. 
Absolutely. We also help with growing your money too. So if you are looking to invest and then kind of reinvest. So I own a private hedge fund and um, it's pretty amazing to see the type of results. So a lot of my doctors invest with us in land syndications and other things then they redirect some profits to like, it's just people need to understand that the biggest hurdle in your business venture is running out of funds. So don't use your capital or principal to just launch something, invest it and then use all the profits or the interest from it. And then, and then keep your principal safe. So that's also one thing we coach our uh, clients. Well, as a as a as an entrepreneur, I can definitely recognize the fact that uh, running out of capital is the biggest thing you got to avoid. So I've done it. I'm sure you've you've seen stuff oh, yeah. happen, Been and there. two things I've realized, right? Like a rehabbing of a house stops <laughs> when you run out of capital, money pit, and yep. your business venture stops growing when you run out of cap. So I'm like, I've done both and learned my lesson, and never again, right? You learn from your mistakes. Well, doctor, it's been amazing having you in the program. And I like the fact you've got a little bit of an ecosystem, right? You bring them in. You can help them capitalize the business, find mentors to grow it. Thanks so much for your time. I'm going to make sure we get some of the this information in the show notes so people know how to find you. And I really enjoyed this because sometimes when I reach out to a guest, I don't know what I'm going to get. And it's always a pleasure when the call goes way better than you can anticipate. So this was wonderful. You don't uh, set expectations too high and then it goes to the next level. You're like, wow, this is such a time well spent because when you have a podcast, I have a live show that I do on LinkedIn. So I totally understand. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, this is not what I wanted (laughs) you to say. No, it was really pleasant. And let's keep in touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are here on LinkedIn. So let's add value to each other's network and such a pleasure and honor being on your podcast. Well, thanks so much, doctor. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll make sure everybody can find you and have a great weekend. Yes. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out Eating Crow. Like and subscribe so you never miss a video. 